0: Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Monday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. Appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors at College Corner. Collegecornerstore.com is the place to find maroon and white merchandise that you can't find just anywhere else. Guys, you know, it's September the 18th, 19th maybe as you're listening. I'm just going to tell you that the holidays aren't as far away as you think they are. Time to start thinking, guys. Time to start thinking, ladies, about what you're going to do. College Corner has great gifts for the MSU fan in your life. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can shop, shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco is Starville's best Mexican restaurant. No ifs, ands, or buts about... It. I don't know the Spanish words. I wish I, I should learn them. It could be another, another tagline. Whatever the Spanish words for ifs, ands, and buts are. Robbie, do you any idea?
1: Well, and is E. Okay. Like why? Okay. Um... You know, I took
0: like four years of Spanish. and that's, I took f- plenty of French. I can't tell you anything. Yeah, so. Eat. That's all I know. Uh, anyway, I'll figure that out, and maybe we'll, maybe we'll make it work. But what does work is the great food they have at Humble Taco. Tacos like you can't get anywhere else. You're tired of the same Mexican restaurant here in Starkville, and God knows there's 418 of them. Go to the one that's unique, the one that's different. Go to Humble Taco. Firehouse Subs for lunch today sounds like a great idea. I don't know if you saw if you follow them on Twitter, you saw that Firehouse Subs just made a big donation to a to a local firehouse. I think in Virginia, and that's the, that's the good stuff they do when you order from Firehouse Subs. Your money goes to support a lot of local fire departments, and probably including here in Starkville uh, or wherever it is you're buying your Firehouse Subs. So hit them up for lunch today with the free Firehouse Subs app. The app is free. You download it. You place your order. It's ready within minutes. And not only do you get a sandwich, you get reward points. Also, don't forget if you're tailgating or if you're looking to throw a watch party, a Firehouse Subs party platter is always a welcome addition. Locations in Starkville and Oxford, Columbus, Tupelo, Floyd, Madison, that is Firehouse Subs. Mississippi State goes down to Baton Rouge and leaves with uh, a loss. They, they, they took an L home from Tiger Stadium as they have so many times in the past. The word of the day, Robbie, from what I can tell from the post game show, I think your article used this word. It's frustrating. A frustrating loss for Mississippi State, a game that you felt. I don't know that you ever felt that the game was in hand, but you felt like the state had a lot of momentum. And then they just kind of gave it all away slowly. And then they gave it all away quickly. And that was the end of the game. So Bulldogs fall to the Tigers 31 36. I'm sorry, 31 16. Our man, Robbie Falk, was there. He saw it all live from Death Valley. What happened? Where did it all go wrong? Tell them, Falk! Well, <laughs> I always look I don't look forward to Mississippi State losses, but I always look forward to that cuz I know it's coming. Go ahead. Ooh, Ooh Brian.
1: Oh boy. <sighs> this is the kind of stuff. This is the kind of stuff that I've been talking about since last December, whenever that Liberty Bowl was, that can't happen for Mississippi State this year. You can't have the the Mike Leach, we come out and lay an egg game Mm -hmm. in a big game like this, that, I mean, quite frankly, was a swing game for Mississippi State. I don't think that, you know, this is, I mean, we, you know, this, I, I want to make sure that we don't lose sight of the fact that preseason and for most, the offseason and even the last couple of weeks, a lot of us still had Mississippi state losing this ball game. Um, so, I mean, even this past weekend, you had state losing this ball game. So uh, to me, it doesn't really change my opinion on this season for Mississippi state, but it's very frustrating. It's very frustrating. This happened this way state came out, played quite frankly, the probably the most inept LSU offense in years and should have very easily won that ball game by two touchdowns, and they just blew it. They absolutely blew it. Offense was uh, <clears throat> very inefficient. Defense was pretty good for most of the, the game until late in the game when they got worn out, but they had their moments as well. Special teams outside of the, the returns – Killed you again. Eight points. Eight points, Brian, in this ball game, goes to LSU because Mississippi State couldn't do a simple thing on special teams. And that's why you moved Eric uh, Mealy to uh, special teams. That's why you went out and got a, uh, two kickers in the, in the transfer portal uh, this past year. And that's why you have talked about changing special teams throughout the offseason and now it has cost you another game that was very winnable. So you have to ask yourself, Is th- and I think it is at this point, is this Mike Leach? Is this what's going to happen under Mike Leach? Are you going to have these ball games where you're the better team, where you're the favored team, and you go on the road in the atmosphere like this and you come out and you completely lay an egg? Um, I was very um, surprised that State played that way because I thought they had kind of gotten past this. I thought that this team had gotten to the point where you got, you know, third-year starters out there that have been in this system that know how to run it, and they're going to be able to execute. They're going to be able to to uh, make the plays they have to make to win a big ball game on the road. And this was as winnable of a game as you're going to have at Tiger Stadium, and you blew it. And it was very reminiscent to last year against LSU and the fact that, LSU really had no business taking control of that ball game. Winning that ball game, State should have come out and stepped on their throats, and they didn't. And I thought, you know, the the crowd was very uh, mediocre from LSU standards. I don't think anybody really was super into that ball game until the fourth quarter. I think people were waiting to leave that ball game. I think that LSU was waiting to lay down, and State never did anything to put them away. So the result is... You're two and one instead of three and o. Oh. You had an opportunity there. You had people starting the buzz, really starting to build college game days, starting to talk about Mississippi State, um, the SEC nation starting to talk about Mississippi State. Will Rogers starting to get some buzz. You had all this opportunity here to go to three and o oh and potentially four and o oh heading into Texas A&M and really starting to build some national buzz, and they blew it.
0: Yeah, I mean. That- the 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 theme all week on on SEC Network and everything with Mississippi State was about respect, about Will Rogers being underrated and undervalued, everything. And you had an opportunity; it was just there on a silver platter for you, and they didn't take it. So yeah, I think you're exactly correct. So that's that's great analysis. I hope mine is as good. I have uh, thirteen. Is that correct? Is that the correct number? Yes, thirteen bullet points. I'd like to make. One thing you can count on though is they are all accurate because these are the things. That are true. 13 of them here today. Number one. I mean, I told you. I I tried to tell you you guys. I told you all week. Like, when I got LSU people, when I got T Bob A Bear, LSU Tiger to the bone, bleeds purple and gold. Coming on, on a show and telling me I think state's gonna win. That's a trap, guys. And you just walked right into it, not me. And maybe that's why I get everybody's frustration and I get everybody's, I mean, anger. There's a lot of anger. There's a lot of people, they're writing everybody off. Talk about that in just a second. But I'm not too, I'm pretty nonplussed about all this. Like, I thought they were going to lose. thought they were going to lose in June, in July, when I made my predictions. I, I, I always had this game down as an L. And I said it last week, and I'll say it again: Better state teams have gone to Baton Rouge and lost to worse LSU teams. They have. And we'll just add this one to the list. Just, just put it on there. It's a long list. I promise you that. Yeah, I, I was, I was,
1: uh, I was sniffing the wine a little too much. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I, I think I was taking too big of a whiff from that uh, from that wine glass. So that
0: 2014. Uh, yes, that whiff. Wine, that whiff of that 2014 vintage, that was just an unwashed Dak Prescott mm. jersey that was just sitting, that somebody had forgotten to pull it out of the locker and it's been sitting there for eight years. It was just a little sous-salt of that. And it fermented. Yes. Yeah. You were like, mm, what is that? Mm, oh, mm. the Dak. Yeah, not, not <laughs> happening. Uh, number two, it's tough for any team to do this. It is tough. But if you're a team that relies on running the ball, and playing good defense, you can get around it. But the, the thing that is true is Mississippi State can never overcome bad quarterback play. If Rodgers isn't good, if that's not the first thing we're taking care of, you got no chance in this offense. None. State is not going to win games on defense. They're certainly not going to run it on the running game. Rodgers has to be good every night out. he doesn't have to be perfect. I saw people talking about this offense has to be perfect every time. I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. But you can't be 57% completion percentage and one touchdown to one interception and 200. You can't. You can't. The first number in Rodgers' passing total has to be three. It has to be three. And then from there, the, the first number of the completion better be – it really needs to be a seven. I mean, I can live with 70% completion. 65% completion in this offense? Think about that, all right? I mean, if you're telling me well, that's 65 out of 100, right, so that would be 32 out of 50, that's not a good night at the ball yard throwing the ball for Mississippi State. And you can usually tell when it's going to be a bad day. You know, you say like, that, Robbie, but I thought early on, I was like, okay, they're making some drops, but Rodgers has thrown some decent passes. The running game's there a little bit. It's like, I think in the second half, he's going to start getting into a rhythm.
1: Well, I really the, think that. And, and then no, In the first, the first possession, it was fine. Yeah. The rest of the first half into that final possession mm-hmm. was not. And, you know, I thought he made some good throws in that second – to, on that last possession, of the second quarter, made some yeah. good throws. I thought the throw but you can rah, usually rah. tell when things are
0: off. I thought the two two of the throws to Ra rah the back shoulder throw and the on the first drive, I think it was, and then the touchdown throw. I was like, those are as good as those fantastic throws. Mm-hmm. Great stuff and great catches by Ra Ra Thomas. But state state cannot overcome a bad night at the quarterback. Think about when Fitzgerald was there, right? If he had a bad night uh, throwing the ball. Well, he could make it up with his legs, and the defense could carry you, and you could, you could grind one out. can't do that now. This is the path that you're on with Mike Leach. You, you, quarterback has to be good every night.
1: Well, can't, and can't the, they were bad in every area on they offense. Were. Offensive
0: line was not good. Wide receivers dropped easy mm-hmm. passes. Yeah. Let's go to number three. You and I might disagree here, Robbie. We, we just might. And, it's not, and I don't think we're going to disagree because you disagree with my point. I think you're just going to give me, the well, Leach isn't going to do this. But the receiver rotation is a huge problem. This whole Tulu and, and ra rah play the same position, it's nonsense to me. It's got to go. It's Okay, we're on the same page then. you got to get your four best guys out there. Now, I think your four best guys are Rah-Rah, Tulu, right now Rufus Harvey, even though he had a, a bad drop. And then at the Z, I don't know if it's ducking. I don't know. I think uh, it's still ducking. I, I he didn't have a great give, didn't have a great day yesterday but I would be willing to give Justin Robinson a look over there.
1: Well, I always say, you know, I think that they they see enough in
0: practice from them. They got to
1: know. Gotta know. I, I think they would I think well, I just feel like they the problem have to is in know.
0: practice. How many reps is Robinson really getting as the third team X? Yeah. We they got, not we having Tulu and guys Ra on the field at the same time is an outrage.
1: Tulu has got to go to the slot. Mhm. Or or, or
0: you could put. Or honestly, honestly, because I, I think you can move Tulu to the Z and let Xavier Thomas play in the slot. Needs the ball in his hands. Well, I just think that they're.
1: I think they're losing Tulu on the outside. I agree. I I think. I, I don't. I think he's getting lost out there. He needs to be in the middle of the because field. Because
0: he gets swallowed up by bigger corners. He needs to be where nickelbacks can guard him.
1: But- you know, like that that bubble works when, mm-hmm. he,
0: when he's coming from the outside in on that bubble.
1: Mm-hmm. That works. But because he's, it's he's those, working inside. He's
0: not making those back shoulder throws that Ra Ra's making. He's no. I mean,
1: it, you're not going to win a lot of those battles. You've got no. to get him out in space. He's got to m- get in the middle of the field. This- and just getting him the ball on kickoffs, which he's going to get maybe one or two a game on mm-hmm. kickoffs, that's not enough. He yep. is your ultimate playmaker. He's the best playmaker in this offense on this entire team, and
0: he's not getting it enough. Mississippi State is—I'm not going to say the only team because I certainly don't follow all hundred and however many teams—but they're one of the few teams that I've ever heard of where it's like the, just play your four best receivers. I don't—I don't
1: understand the. And I've asked this before, and I—I mean, we just don't get good answers from Mike Leach. No. So I mean, like if people are like, "Why don't you ask us?" Well. We don't get the answers when we ask these questions. I just don't understand where, why, why we're putting people where we're putting them. Right. Where, why, is, why is Tulu on the outside?
0: Why would you not start from the premise of, these are our four best wide receivers. These are our top four guys, regardless of, of where we think they should play. So let's design, let's put them in these positions, and that's where they practice. And go from there. That's that's well, how, and like your and first thought would like be a, like, I want Ra Ra and Tulu on the field at the same time. I want that. Tulu's so how do you like make the that biggest? Happen? He's the biggest mystery of why he's on,
1: like why he's at yeah. the position he's at. Because yeah. he, to me, he's a prototypical slot. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I mean, I just feel like he is better in the middle of the field. Just like I think Rufus is better in the middle of the field. Yes, I agree. I just I don't understand. I, I don't know. I don't know why. You know, it is that way, but yeah, I agree with you. I mean, they've got to figure out this wide receiver rotation. They've got to get the right guys out there at the right time because for some reason, I think it's kind of, um, it's kind of screwing up their, their mojo a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, like I said, whenever they were at Arizona, it felt like when they were running the ball a little more, the offense was kind of out of sync, which was strange to me, but this is an offense that has to get in, into a motion. It's got to it's be like a wheel. If anything comes off that wheel, it's, everything falls apart. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's kind of the thing. I mean, the offense has got to get in a rhythm, and there's just no rhythm there yeah. when
0: you have games like this. Speaking of receivers, number four. Robbie, do you, uh, you have any friends in law enforcement? I do. I do, too. We need to get them on the case. Because I need to put out a missing persons report on Jaden Wally. Uh, Where is Jaden Wally? Where is the guy that caught 100 passes his first two years on campus? I, if I'm correct, Robbie, he has three catches on the year. I think I'm right. I only only had one Saturday night. This is incredible to me. I mean, I just listed State's four best receivers and didn't list Jaden Wally.
1: I have no clue what's going on, man. I, I was I was telling Theo that last night. Like, I just... And Steph, too. I mean, because me and Steph both picked Jaden to be the leading receiver on this team. Yeah. And right now, let's see, he is – Down the list. He has seven He has seven catches, which I don't know I'm how. surprised by that. I have no seven idea. Seven catches for 58 yards. Um, but, yeah, you know, he, had, I, he had two last night for this 16. This is the guy
0: that we all thought coming out of his freshman year was going to be breaking every record in the book. Mm-hmm. And he took a step back last season, and now he's he's incognito.
1: Can't find and now him. you're you're in the danger zone because mm-hmm. state has accumulated some talent, and I mean he's getting outplayed by Rufus Harvey. Yeah. right now, um, who else is at his position? Calvin, Jameer Calvin. He got more.
0: Uh, he, got, he had a couple catches. Yeah. It's and this is another example. Of like, last night, we know this guy is a playmaker. We've seen him do it, and yet they cannot get the ball into his hands. They can't find ways to get the ball into his hands. Now I don't know again if that's a practice issue, if he's just not practicing well. But I just don't think he's run. playing. I just don't think he's playing very well right now. He's not. He's not. They, they got to fix that. Number five, Mississippi State special teams are the most Jekyll and Hyde thing I've ever seen. I don't know that anybody is better nationally in the return game than State. Between Tulu and Xavion, you got two legitimate game breakers there. But you keep missing extra points. Also, you know they fixed the kickoff uh, problem. Everything's going to the back of the end zone. Works for me. Yep. And their punting is really good this year. Punting has been Traffer really Trapper and Georgeopolis are fantastic. They're playing. There, there's good not up. been a. I can't remember no. a single punt
1: that I. Everything thought has been that's a Bad punt.
0: But they can't make extra points, which is just incredible to me. Not field goals. Extra points, and then you have the, the the. We all know that I like Austin Williams. I had him number one on my list of most reliable players, but he can't return punts anymore. He can't. That's twice he's done this now. I wouldn't say it cost him the game last year. The game was already out of hand at that point. I really think that's that's. If you told me what what cost, he said, pick up one play. This is the one. You're gonna get the oh, ball back. No doubt. You go up the. You get the ball back up. Sixteen to ten. You're going to the fourth quarter with a lead. And LSU had no juice on offense. Nothing going. Their offense was doing
1: absolutely nothing. The crowd was out of it. No.
0: And you mentioned Melee. I mean, let's not forget this is his first year as a special teams coach, right? So I feel like he's done some good things. State's return game is fantastic. The kickoffs are good. The punting is great. But then you have the issues. Like, how do you blame uh, Melee for that, though? You know what I'm saying like I mean I, I don't know unless unless he had told Austin like hey if catch the ball if it comes to you I mean if he told him that that's a, that's a mistake on his part my guess is I, he told him the right thing is like put your feet on the ten and don't move and don't touch the ball
1: Yeah I I think because he did that earlier mm-hmm. he he just let it go but I think that was Austin's decision and what really sucks about this and Austin's getting a huge blowback on social media which I'm not a fan of but I mean I get people are mad but what sucks about this is Austin will have like 200 straight plays without a mistake mm-hmm. in every facet, blocking, doesn't drop a pass, doesn't fumble. When he makes a mistake, it's huge. You know, he had that fumble against Ole Miss two years ago. Last year, I don't think it – like you yeah. said, I don't think it made a difference in that Texas Tech game, but you, gave, you eliminated any momentum that you had in that game right before halftime. I give them then the ball and let them kick a field goal, and then this one, it it ultimately was a turning point of the game. I hate to blame the game on him because you know maybe LSU comes back and wins that game. I don't know. They probably but,
0: do, but but they gave just it were the doing
1: they were doing absolutely nothing on mm-hmm. offense, and you gave him the ball at the ten with four plays to to try mm-hmm. to score. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's I you know weird. I hate it for Austin because he he works his tail off. He's the nicest guy on the planet. But you've got to either get out of the way or just catch that thing.
0: And I you've no, you just you got to get out of the way. I, uh, catching is not an option there. They're surround, you're surrounded by them. Get the hell out of the way. If the ball goes to the one, it goes to the one. All right? No, well, be now, to Go me, ahead. now you, you have to just hand it to
1: Xavier. Yeah,
0: he's got to be the guy there from now
1: on. And just say, like, if, you, if, if, it, if it is around the 10-yard line, run away. Walk, run away. To, but just, otherwise,
0: yeah. as, if, as soon as you realize that you. ball's going to be at the 10 or in, inside the 10, start walking to the sideline. Just yeah. get out of the damn way. But my God, is that dude electric. Yeah. Like I said, he and Tulu. He
1: slipped through two people that were surely about to demolish him on that punt return. Yeah. Slipped through both. I and mean, you could tell he's, he's, then, he was a little juiced up because he tripped one time. Yeah. Got tackled by the punter, but that – I mean, you could see it,
0: man. He had the penalty on the kickoff return. I mean, it was a good call. It was, it, it, he held him, but he didn't need to do it. It was so far away. It was way
1: behind the play. Yeah, it
0: just didn't need to happen. But, but
1: two both of those guys – got to get the ball in those guys' you got to
0: get the ball in their hands. It goes back to the receiver rotation. You've got to get the ball in those guys' hands. Those are your playmakers. That's your SEC speed. You there, there's just
1: – there's not enough playmakers, like game-breaking playmakers for Mississippi State out right. there. To keep the ball away from Tulu. And right. I mean, I think Xavier needs some reps at wide out. I mean, I, maybe I'm he's not. I 100% agree. Maybe he's struggling with the offense, but I mean, throw him a screen pass. See this what is, happens.
0: This is one of the things, and, and we had this. this reminds me of Mullen, to be honest with you. Like, he, the guy couldn't, like, Kylan Hill couldn't pass block or whatever. Like, Arius Williams couldn't pass block. Arius Williams couldn't pass block. Like, who cares? Take him it's out good. when it's a passing play. I don't care if they know it's a passing play. It's third and 13. Oh, God, they're going to pass. Who, who gives a crap? It's the you, same thing here I mean, that you can't get the we have an offense here at Mississippi State that you can't get the ball to certain guys because they're behind each other on the depth chart, or you just can't design plays, get these guys the ball. You I don't it doesn't make any sense.
1: Like why like why can't they just add a wrinkle in there with a jet sweep? That's what I'm I mean. Do I, a jet sweep, put put Tulu in motion, you know Toulouse the, the answer, ball. You know I mean, what
0: the answer is. Some coaches would rather lose their way than win somebody else's. Do, do you think, I mean, let's say Tulu Griffin played for Alabama. I don't know that Tulu Griffin is good enough to play for Alabama, but let's say that he did, right? And Saban was like, that guy's a playmaker. Do you, do you think he would accept Bill O'Brien saying, well, he didn't have a good enough grasp of the offense to run the whole, design a package for him. But this is
1: this is too why everyone has changed mm-hmm. when when they've left Michael Leach they've changed the way mm-hmm. they do things. Mm-hmm. He is a genius, but sometimes he's it feels like he's too gets smart. He gets in his own way. Yeah, 100%. I mean, hundred percent. If he would, and and that's why you know the hope is when he's going out there and getting. Chris Parson and potentially Trey Petty and guys like that at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a shift there, but. And it sounds great. And they have run the football a little more this year, too, which has but been nice.
0: With Chris Parson, I mean, what are we talking about? Three years from now? Yeah, it's going to be a while. I mean, mm-hmm. you're not going to get that long. You're not. Uh, number six, defensively, the game went exactly the way that I said it would. I, 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 I'm rarely as right on a prediction as I was on that, but they couldn't contain Daniels, the runner. And they made a couple of big passing plays when they needed them, and that's exactly how they won the game. And that that I I I was surprised at how I was like, well, what a change of in in the way things go. I got it right, so that's yeah. I mean that everybody
1: could see that coming,
0: though. I mean, when not everybody could see it coming because a lot of people picked
1: state to win. I know, I know, but if you kept him in the pocket that was going to be you know they would have had do 6 points. You can't do anything. He was terrible. Yeah. That you you allowed him to play his kind of game. He is a, he's a terrible passer. Yeah. And you allowed him to get out and run. He wore mm-hmm. down the defense. That last possession in the second in the first uh, half was terrible. Yeah. You're about to go in the locker room I, up 13 to I, 0 and you let them have life.
0: I really thought state should I really thought Arnett should have made a move and I don't know, you know. I. I Again, this is one of those things where I don't I don't I don't know, but I would have gone three, two, six and brought another DB on the field, like a Marcus Banks or something, and said, like where that guy goes is where you go. Somebody on. with some speed. You know, they're trying to spy him with Jet Johnson, who I love Jet Johnson, but he doesn't have the speed to get out there. Well, they just they got upfield way too much. Yeah. I mean,
1: everybody that they brought and then they uh, and then everybody all the D followed the receivers down the field, and yeah. all the linemen are rushing upfield and right. he just steps up in the pocket and takes exactly. off.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: I mean, uh, you don't have to do anything on offense when when you got a guy like that that can just yeah. eat up twenty yards
0: running down the field. Yeah. Number seven. This is a three year question I have. I need to know why in Zach Harnett's offense defense. The safeties keep getting matched up with elite receivers, man on man. I need to understand why that happened. Crazy, and look, man. I understand that there's blitzing happening. Okay. So you tell Colin Duncan you're blitzing and you tell Emmanuel Forbes you're in coverage. Well, realize, I'm guessing this Emmanuel, is how you I didn't up. see
1: those plays. Did, did, did Emmanuel Forbes blitz? Oh, I mean, I, or was I he on? I don't I know. He, I thought he was on. I don't know. I just
0: him. know that on the pay, play where Malik Neighbors catches the uh, the long pass, that's Colin Duncan in coverage. Yeah, he did it four times. It can't happen. I, I think. Well, back, and I the think problem back there. To, I think back to London Craft covering Devontae Smith. I think back to Landon Gidry covering. Colin Elijah Duncan Moore. covering Devonte Smith too. He did. I, I remember Elijah Moore burning past Landon Gidry in the egg bowl. Colin Duncan last year. Um. Oh, who was it that burned him? I can't remember. Was it, Bo- it might have been Kayshawn Sean Booty. I, I, I just. There's got to be a moment in, that, in that, that thing where you're like, either we're taking Colin Duncan out and putting another corner on the field so he can be in coverage, or we're sending Colin Duncan and dropping another cornerback. The, I, I don't know what the answer is. I just know that that can't happen. It can't keep happening if you want to win. And it's like, you know, I mean, it, the guy can't fit a
1: pass in a small window. Yeah. If you just kept that guy in the pocket routinely – and he was going to make mistakes. Exactly. So there was no need to put pressure on him. No. There's no need to do it. Just cover your guys and make this guy stand in the pocket and try to throw to somebody.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And p- potentially your defensive line maybe could get down there, back there and sack him. I don't know. But yeah, the, the safeties on these four and five star wide receivers is, is never going to be good for Mississippi State. Yeah. But I think Jalen Green is the closest to, to being able to cover. I think Jackie Matthews can, uh, he has a little bit of the athleticism to do it. Duncan, okay, no, though. That's the other thing. If
0: you're going to put a safety on him, you're putting the worst one for, for coverage. Colin Duncan's a good safety when he's helping over the top, when he's helping in run support, but man to man man-to-man coverage, not his strength. Jalen Green's a former cornerback. Why not put him up there? I, I don't get it. And I'll tell you the other thing about defensively that bothers me is the subs- We talked about this week one. That's bad. They're not substituting anybody. Where's
1: all the depth? That's why in the fourth quarter you, you're sitting you're there out. gassed
0: and you're giving up touchdowns. And it doesn't have to be 1A, 1B, but you've got to get guys in there. I got, I'll go ahead and tell you right now, I have a thing that is true that I'm saving for next week because I want to see how that game goes. But if I, when I, when I, if I get to ask it, it's, I'm, it's, it's, a, it's a hard question to hear. But I'll, I'm going to save it for next week. Why save it? Cause it could, because it, it's, it's not re- it's, it will be fully relevant next week if what I think is going to happen happens. I'll just put it that way. Okay. You'll, you'll wait and see. Okay. Number eight. You hired Mike Leach to avoid things like this. This is why you're paying Mike Leach $5.5 5 million a year. And honestly, $5.5 5 be he might be the second lowest paid coach in the SEC West right now. But whatever the price of Pope. you paid you brought this man in to get your offense going you know you, you were basically i i take it when you hire a guy like mike leach you're saying i'm okay losing 45 42 but i am That's not okay i'm not okay losing where you score 16 points and you don't have 300 yards total offense in year three with one of the most experienced quarterbacks in the country with all of your skill position talent that you've accumulated and, and your offensive line. I, I, no, not acceptable. And again, I don't like saying not acceptable. But that's, that's what you hired that guy for, was to avoid games exactly like this one. And you're still throwing them up in year three. That is, that is I, I talked last week about legacy, about you know, people buying into Mike Leach. This is why people don't buy in. Because the offense just disappears for whole stretches of the game under Mike Leach.
1: And that's what I was saying was the most disappointing thing. You come into this game, it's year three, and you kind of feel like, you know, state's kind of out of that. They're, they're, they're no longer going to struggle through that because it's year three. You have a lot of, of veteran leadership on this team. Uh, I, you know, I, I thought LSU's defense was really good. Um, mm-hmm. They got a bunch of dudes out there. They schemed it up really well for the second year in a row but you should be past this by now. Should. You should you really you really should be past this by now, but you are not. And and you look at you look back at the losses last year with the exception of Arkansas which state still scored I mean 28 points in that game. Mm-hmm. You had these long stretches of really struggling offensively. Mm-hmm. You look at the Memphis game, it played out very similar to this this game in that State had all these chances to build the lead, build the lead. Memphis kind of set around, um, you know, the fans didn't really care. And then, boom, you've given the game away. Same thing with LSU. And then LSU last year, you come into the fourth quarter or third, late third quarter or whatever it was, you had like three points mm-hmm. against them. Ole Miss didn't do anything for most of the ball game. Texas Tech scored seven points. But mm-hmm. Mississippi State loses games. They're not losing like he did a Washington State in 42, every 41. Time, every time. They're losing they because offense. of the offense. Yeah.
0: There has not been a game yet where I'm like, man, defensively, they just did not get it done.
1: And th- that's what's that's really
0: disappointing because yeah. all people said when Leach was hired
1: was, well, we know that he's going to score a lot of points. Can he find a defense?
0: And he's found it and he's not taking he, advantage of it. Yeah,
1: you, know, you know, we we talked about if he could just have a, you know, a defense that's just just competent if they can just come out
0: and hold a team to 20 points the 25 people, points people don't like to talk about you know but if you're if you're, you look at the business of college football this is an entertainment business and you know people look at like kiffin his first year right would you rather lose 41 nothing to alabama or would you rather lose 63 48 i mean i understand they're both losses but which, which one would you rather do and when you talk about mississippi state and their offense and, and and disappearing, you I mean, you just know for a fact that they're going to disappear against Alabama and Georgia. Everybody else can seem to now Georgia's a little different this year, but like Alabama the past few years, Ole Miss was in the last two years since Leach has arrived. Ole Miss has been within two touchdowns of Alabama. Auburn's been within two touchdowns. Arkansas has been within two touchdowns. AM has beaten them. LSU played a close game with them in 2020, but State's lost 41 nothing and 49 nine. I mean, it can't even get close. And this is again, this is why you paid, brought my. They won't, they won't, they won't won't be close. They'll lose again by 35, 40 points. Probably to both teams. Yeah. Oh, Georgia. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Number nine. And uh, this isn't a positive, but it just, it is what it is. I think last night was a bad game, not a total indictment of Will Rogers. Yeah, Everybody is really ready to write this guy off. He can't do it, blah, blah, blah. I mean, State went on the road last year and beat Texas A&M, beat Auburn. They beat Kentucky at home, who finished the year with 10 wins. Rodgers has, has had big games against SEC opponents. But he had a bad night last night. LSU, give them credit, Had a, I thought they had a great defensive game plan. They disguised a lot of what they wanted to do. They provided pressure up the middle, which – pressure off the edge Rogers can step up and get away from that pressure up the middle he's got no chance he's not rolling out of that he's Mm -hmm. he's he's, he's done every time unless you did a really good job of that they uh, hopefully they did not provide a blueprint to to how to attack Mississippi State going forward but I'm not going to write Will Rogers off after one bad game Dak had bad games Fitzgerald had bad games quarterbacks have bad games that's what last night was. It was a bad game. I think Rogers will will flush it and he'll be, you know, this is bowling greeny, but I think he'll be good going forward. I just feel like there can't be a
1: game where you just say, you know, this was just a bad game. Like it's always extreme. Like it, and it, it's not just Mississippi State's fan base. It happens everywhere. I mean, we see right. message board geniuses every single right. Saturday in the middle of a game somebody's exactly. firing the coach and they win by 40. You know, we, I mean, our message board is just loaded with who's going to be the next coach, fire mm-hmm. Mike Leach and all this stuff. I mean, la- two days ago, we were talking about, you know, Robbie, why are you ranking Ole Miss ahead of Mississippi State and AP? Mm-hmm. Brandon Walker went on his show calling me an idiot, saying I, I should really? have Ole Miss. I don't know exactly what he said, but uh, people told me that he was very angry that I had Ole Miss ahead of Mississippi State. But it was for, because of this. Because I wanted to see them in this environment, and I mm-hmm. picked State to beat LSU, but I'm not going to go all in on Mississippi State on my AP poll until I see them handle this, get win a big game, and start the season off three and zero. So I mean, but at the same time, we uh, we all thought State was going to lose this game preseason. Uh, nothing mm-hmm. has changed for Mississippi State. They they still mm-hmm. have a team we'll capable get to of winning eight wins. We'll get. But to I'm that. just saying. But I'm saying though, like. And I'm not, you know, I understand fans. I'm not giving anybody a lecture. I know people hate that, mm-hmm. but I'm not giving anybody a lecture. I'm just saying, like, it, it just seems like you're, it's you're always, right. it's always like, it can't be. It's one always way or wor- the other. It's
0: always ten times worse than it actually is. It's like, yeah, I mean, sometimes it's like, you just have a bad game. And in the, I mean, look at
1: uh, Arkansas almost lost to Missouri State last night. Exactly. Texas A&M lost to App State. I mean, it's hard. I hate Texas, to be Dan near, Mullen. Texas but,
0: was losing late to UTSA.
1: Um, I mean, I mean, people just forget about outside Tiger of Stadium, Alabama,
0: man. Georgia. Everybody can can you know there there's enough parity in college football outside of the truly elite teams. There's no parity at the top of college football. Only the same five or six teams are going to the playoff. I understand that, but outside of them, literally anybody can beat anybody. Yeah, and yeah. I feel I feel like people have completely forgotten
1: how hard it is to win at Death Valley. Yeah. That, that place was not at full strength. Uh, I, I'll say that, but there was 95,000 people there. Yeah.
0: It's tough to win the anywhere.
1: It's but, tough to win on the road at Ole Miss in Kentucky. I mean, look at Mississippi State's record at Death Valley all the time. Yeah. You, don't just, you don't just go in there and win a game easily, since, no matter how since, bad LSU
0: is. Since the division split, 92, State has beaten LSU four times. Four times. Yeah they beat they beat them in oh, in 99 in 14 in 17 and in 20 that's it in 30 years they're 4 and 26 and, and, you, and this, this was a program time down because you just lost LSU again it's LSU
1: yeah we we forget we forget i mean i it was a terrible game by state they absolutely should have won that game but i i i just cannot go all in on the fire Mike Leach, oh. get Sawyer in there. This offense sucks. I mean, I, it was an awful game, but it, it is what it is. I, I still think this team can be very good this year.
0: I agree. Uh, Where are we here? Number nine. I'm sorry, number 10. I thought the fourth down decisions was Leach just saying, I got to gamble to win. Yeah, that's him saying, if we just go out here and play field position and all, we're not going to win. We got to take some chances, maybe some big chances. I mean, the first the first one is a huge up gamble, huge. But they 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 they, they hit it. And they got it. And then, you know, it didn't work out in the other times. I thought those I thought those were on Rogers Rogers. You know, we've been talking so much about him, about being comfortable and making the right calls. You got to come to the line and see seven guys in the box and go, uh, uh-uh, got to get out of this play. Or call yeah. time out at the very least. You got to do something there.
1: Yeah, and, and to Leach's credit. He said they were. I mean, he he made. He said that he should have made some better play calls. But yeah. I thought at least two of them were were the absolute right decision to go for it on fourth. Mm-hmm. The one they got stopped inside their own territory one time. That was bad. The, but the um,
0: one that the one that was the worst decision was the one that they actually got. That was a terrible yeah. decision.
1: Yeah, I, you, you just can't – and he, he said, you know, I thought the line might could blow him off the ball and we could at least get a yard. Mm-hmm, and it, I mean, he's right. You can't go
0: seven and five, though. Se- seven, see, seven
1: on five, you can't do. If you see those numbers, you got to pull out of it. And a, Another thing, like, I would love to see when, when, the, when somebody's crashing down the running back, I would love to see Will just pull it. Yeah. Like, I know it's not going to happen. But LSU and any defense, has they do not expect Will Rogers to pull that football. He
0: would get a first down every time.
1: He would get the first down. There's going to be nobody there because everyone is crashing in on the running back because I agree. State literally never pulls the ball. I agree. But that's, that's not how this
0: offense works. I would say it again. All right, next, next two are about, are about the transfer portal. Number 11, when State goes to the portal next year, absolute priority number one has to be a pass rusher. A guy you can trust to get sacks. You don't have that guy right now. Jordan Davis having some health issues, evidently. You're waiting on Crummity to get back. I get that. But State needs a guy that they can just trust to go get the quarterback. They don't have that guy. That needs to be priority number one in the transfer portal for 2023.
1: Yeah, I mean, you definitely have to get some more edge rushers. I thought Tyrus Wheat did a pretty good job, but – but,
0: you know, um, you've got him as a linebacker. I'm talking about a, a defensive end. Well,
1: he put his hand on the ground
0: a little bit, I believe. does a little bit. And he's going to be gone anyway. So,
1: I mean, your best – I thought the best um, defenders as far as getting pressure last night mm-hmm. were Nathan Pickering and Tyrus Wheat, and neither yeah. one of those are, are true, like, true edge rushers. Ends. Yeah,
0: you, you need a guy like that. But I, I did think Pickering had a really good game. He did. He did play well. Play well. Uh, number 12. Why exactly did State recruit Jordan Mosley and Justin Robinson? What am I, what am I missing here? Okay. You go to the portal. And I mean, I guess, you know, with Banks, I think you thought Banks would win that job. Give credit to Decameron Richardson for winning it. And Hunter Washington, I mean, I don't think you recruited him. to. I, th- I don't think you recruited him and said he's going to come in and start year one. You thought he would be a depth guy. And then maybe next year when, when he's, he's got four years left. Right.
1: Same thing for uh, Morant.
0: Right. And, but, 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 Robinson and Mosley. Mosley didn't even go to the game. He didn't dress. Robinson is third string behind two guys who should both be on the field at the same time, which that's another thing. He would automatically just elevate himself. He would be second string if they would move Tulu to a different position. He would get more reps. The portal is for for guys to help immediately, in my opinion, especially at the receiver position. Where you lose Makai Polk, you were trying to find somebody to replace him. And if you're going to say, "Well, you had that guy in ducking or whatever," then use the portal for something else. You didn't really you, you took Robinson and Mosley almost like as a luxury. Well, I, I think mostly
1: the issue is on them. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think they've done their job. I don't think they've done a good enough job forcing themselves on the field. If they were good, at, if they had performed well enough, they because the talent is there. I mean, I I, I and agree. they've shown it. They've shown it in glimpses, but you I, can't I put agree. them on the field if they're not consistent. Well, I,
0: I agree that, you know, that it's on those players to do something to get up the depth chart, right? But how again, how many reps in the week is Robinson getting as the third X? Well, he got
1: a ton in the practices that we saw. I guess, but they it, they got they got a I lot. I thought he of looked
0: reps. good in the scrimmages.
1: I expect, I did. Expect yeah, no, he he really flashes. Um, yet, I, I don't I don't he's know. Behind I don't Robert, know he's race.
0: behind Tulu and so it's like he can't get on the field because that's not how the offense works.
1: Well, they've, they've got to figure out that – they've got to get Tulu and Rai-Rai on the field at the same time and, no, and get – They're not going to. You have to have your best playmakers on the field. Yeah, I don't disagree. As often as possible. And I also would like to see some more two-back
0: sets. I don't disagree, but we'll see. All right, last, number 13. Shout-out to MSU Bulldog Fan 1 on six-pack who said he couldn't wait to hear me say this, and I quote, as bad as this was, 8-4 and is still on the table. Absolutely is. It It is. is. I had them losing this game and going 8-4. and What did I see from Texas A&M that makes me think, oh, no, State can't win that one now? Max Johnson, exactly what I thought, not good. Arkansas, (laughs) they struggled at home with Missouri State. No reason. Kentucky was not impressive. No reason that state can't come down, can't get, get them down here and win that game. No reason. So Auburn looks awful. Auburn is Auburn looks worse than I than I thought. And I that's saw, saying something. saw uh, Barrett Salee tweet something about there are wheels in motion, and I was like, that's gotta be Harson. I'm really surprised Harson's still the head coach. As, he'll
1: go to he'll probably go to Arizona State or something. Yeah, Herm Edwards is out. So right. they'll probably pay Arizona State. Yeah. Take him. Yeah, they might. Like, we, you just don't worry about the buyout. We got you. I mean, they could be a disaster by the time they play Mississippi Auburn,
0: State. Yep. They already are a disaster. It they could play be Missouri much worse. this week. This is, this is the, if they don't beat Missouri, he's in. This get could free. be the tipping point. He will lose his job if he loses to Missouri. No question about it. But yeah, I mean, what are we talking about here? The SEC to me looks worse than it did preseason. Auburn and, and Georgia, I'm sorry, Alabama and Georgia are unbeatable except by each other. Everybody else. Even Vandy could sneak up and beat some teams this year. Yeah, so. I, I mean
1: uh, eight and four is very much still there yes. from Mississippi State, yes. but they can't have right. uh, any games like can't this. Play,
0: can't play like this. Cannot they, play like these that.
1: these swing games and toss
0: up games. They have to win those games. Yeah. Luckily, a And are at home, Kentucky, yep. Ole Miss on the road. Those are going to be tough. All mm-hmm. All right. Let's move into the second half of the show. It's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. Hopefully this weekend, if you're able to cook out, you threw some beef on the grill, some big steaks or some burgers. I, I'm gonna do I think my my daughter is taking an interest in cooking, Emily. And she said, Dad, next weekend can we do Philly cheesesteaks? And I was like, Ooh, yeah, we absolutely could do Philly cheesesteaks. Did you so. cry did you cry a, a tear of joy? I, I may my lip may have quivered just a touch, just a little of that little chin <laughs> <laughs> that's my girl oh if you're looking for great recipes they are at msbeef.org and there's plenty of them it's that time of year with beef too we start talking we start making the transition from the grill to the dutch oven start talking about making a beef stew or some chili those are all great with grant with beef check it out head to your butcher shop and grab some beef beef it's what's for dinner thanks to our friends at the mississippi beef council two brothers smoked meats in the heart of the cotton district place was jumping saturday night as everybody's watching the game. And this weekend will be the same when everybody, you know, think about 11 a.m. kickoff. You know that that place is going to be going uh, Friday and Saturday night. So make yourself a part of it. Head over to Two Brothers. Enjoy some great food and great times at the home of Smoked Southern Soul Food, Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Great products, great service. Everybody offers it. Advantage Business Systems delivers it. It has been delivering it since, since back before I was even born. That's how old they are. How much oh. grain is in their beer? More than mine. That's old. 47 years. That's a long time to be doing business, and you can't do business for that long unless you take care of your customers. So call them today. When you need technology, they've got the best names and the best prices. And when you need service, they're going to treat you like a neighbor, not a number. 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. I hope some of you on the way down to Starkville or the way down to Baton Rouge this past weekend made a trip to the Rogue to check out their collegiate line. It is some fantastic stuff. Great shirts, quality products. This is, you know, think about these polos as an investment, right? That's a shirt. Yeah. Maybe it's a little bit more than you pay now for an Adidas shirt that everybody points and laughs at. But this is a shirt that's quality. It's quality, handmade products. These things are going to last you more than one football season. So, you know, when you spread that cost out, if you're, if you're somebody who's worried about the cost, first off, I mean, don't, why, don't pay for crap, all right? Pay for good stuff and enjoy it. But secondly, and far more importantly, these, these shirts last. They're built to last. They got great stuff, and the logos are the logos that you MSU fans say you want, all right? You say you want the, uh, the M over S, you want the script state, you want the walking bully. They've got those polos ready for you and quarter zips ready for you to buy. Visit them online at therogue.com or check them out on Instagram, therogejxn. The Rogue says you don't have to live that three-stripe life with the Rogue's Collegiate Collection.
1: Brian, did you know who I saw uh, yesterday at the game? Tell me. Your handsome cousin, Steven. Well, the whole, almost the whole family was
0: there. The only one who didn't Pretty make much her. the whole family was there. I did not see them, Marty, but he was down there on the... Marty uh, is the only one who did not make it. He did not come down from Oregon. Uh, for this trip, Marty. Uh, once he got out of the summer Mississippi heat, he vowed never never to return. Return. He only comes back at Christmas. I've been to Portland a couple of times. Yeah, and I can vouch the, yeah. the,
1: the yeah. weather is outstanding. The
0: weather is nice, so. so yeah, they had a, the the whole clan was in uh, both both sides of it, MSU and LSU. So they had a fun trip, from what I can tell. All right, that's out. Your family is important. Yeah, well, we gotta talk about something Let's else. Let's talk say. about something important. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. All right. Coffee is for closers is brought to you by our friends over at Strange Brew Coffee House. Start your day the right way the trip to the drive thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It would be a little weird, Robbie, if uh, Brupolo was in Gaucher. Oh yeah. It took me
1: forever to get Gaucher down. I just always called it Gaussier.
0: You know, you're thinking of Sochier. No. You God, called it Gaucher? Yeah, because isn't it, G-A- it I used in, to, I used to it, call it Gaucher. It, yeah, I called it Gaucher. Oh gosh, no, Gaucher. T I T I is it T-I-E-R.
1: T-I-E-R? yeah. That's yeah. what I used to call it when I was Oh a kid. wow. Yeah,
0: you're way yeah. off. Yeah.
1: Gaucher. Oh yeah, I was way off. So the Samsonite. Of-
0: yeah. <laughs> Gaucher, the home of Ray Ray Bivens and Antonio Hargra. Oh. So, well, while you're, th- if you're, if you're trapped in a phone booth, the the, the, inner, the innovator of the Wildcat. The invented of the Wildcat, Bivins. Jackie Sherrill and Ray Ray Bivens. Wherever you go, if you're looking for strange brew coffee, just order it online and they'll ship it right to you. Strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. For Mississippi State, I, I got to give no coffee to Will Rogers. At the end of the day, state depends on him to win football games. And he did not do enough. He said as much in the post game. He took the blame for the loss as a leader should. I got. I got. I got to stick with that. He, he gets no coffee to me. I figured you would go with Austin Williams. Man, I feel like I feel like you're beating up on that guy at that point. But
1: I just I feel really bad for him, and I know people are gonna. This is the the, the, be the mad about that. But yeah. I just this feel, is the issue I that, feel that feel you bad. and I
0: have is we cultivate relationships with these guys, right? Like you, like I see, I've seen Austin Williams out, and he's like, "Hey, Brian." I'm like, "Hey, Austin, how are you doing?" You know, you speak. I'm not saying we're friends, but you know, I have a respect for him, and so I. I, It's not that I necessarily, you know, if he becomes an All American in a first round draft pick, it's not like it's going to mean any extra money in my pocket. But to see a guy that you know is a good kid, and I hate saying kid because he's 25 or maybe 38, I don't know, but and works his butt off, and he works hard. I know he works hard, and everybody works hard. I know that, but yeah. It just, I just, I, mean, I hate, I hate but it. I'm happen going with for Rogers. Him. I'm going I hate with
1: it happen. I hate it happen for Austin. Yeah. I don't, I don't fault people for being upset
0: about it. I just, no, they, I they, hate you it have it every happen. right to be upset. But I'm, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go with Will. In the SEC, I, it was so close to being Florida. It really was. Ugh. Thought they were going to give that away there. But in the end, it's got to be Auburn, right? To get humiliated at home like that by a Penn State team, that's, they're okay. I mean, they're, they're going to lose to Michigan and Ohio State when they play them, and they'll probably drop another game that they shouldn't at some point. But they're not great. and they is telling. Them, they made them look like national champions out there. I had, I had zero doubt about that game. Zero doubt that Penn State was going to win easily.
1: None. And that, that's when you know Auburn has a bad team when they're losing games like that at mm-hmm. their place because mm-hmm. their, their place has turned into a, another kind of Tiger Stadium. Yeah, it's it's a very difficult
0: early in that game. But, you know, from a national perspective, maybe I'm being harsh here. Because, you know, they were they were a big underdog and they got blown out. But. Holy crap, Georgia Tech is terrible. They are. I hadn't said one all season. They are putrid. I mean, that is a Jeff Collins. I'm surprised he's still employed at the time of this recording. He is, he's is he got to get fired. 42 to nothing. And I Miss didn't, I mean, give Ole Miss a ton of credit. They played well. They executed well. But they weren't really doing anything spectacular. They just running the football, and they were running it right down their throats. That was pitiful. It was unbelievable. I, I, I thought, I, I took Ole Miss in my pick 'em. I took George Sheck, I'm sorry, because I thought, look, Ole Miss could be winning this game like 37 or, or 34 to 10 with a minute to go and Georgia Tech gets a freaky, lucky touchdown and covers, right? Yeah. That's what I thought. I was like, it could happen. Georgia, you know, they could make it look better than it was. No. No. Ole Miss was dominant. And Georgia Tech, I mean, I I don't expect Georgia Tech to be a team that every year is playing for a championship or anything, but, I mean, that used to be a program that every year went to a bowl game. They were sort of what Mississippi State was. And I'll be honest with you, it kind of makes me scared. Because George Tech ran a funky offense that was different than everybody else, right? But it was with a running game mm-hmm. and trying to dig out of that hole. Maybe Collins wasn't the right hire, but it's taken them four years and they're not anywhere near out of the hole. And I just can't help but wonder what happens when you, you, you move on from Leach, or Leach moves on from you. Well, the thing is, I think, I think they have easier they, to translate from air raid to. Yeah. From, from and, the they, and they, and they,
1: well, they have, um, the personnel, that I think can can play the spread too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they have I, the receivers that can get in the spread. They have, yeah, and they'll right have now, quarterbacks that can do and it. And then yeah. they'll have Chris Parson coming in. If something yeah. happens, you yeah. got I'm, Chris Parson and guys like that. But
0: it is something it's just something like that that's on my mind. But Georgia yeah. Tech, man, they're so brutally bad. So no coffee thought, in the swag chalice. I thought Jeff, Jeff Collins.
1: Collins would do well there because in Atlanta, thought, he's got a great recruiting
0: base. I thought the first two years they would struggle because it was gonna take that long to to get Regular offensive person, personnel. I was like, in year three, they're gonna they're gonna start taking off a little bit, and then in year four, they should be towards the top of the middle of the pack in the ACC. No, one of the worst teams in college football. They're awful, and their defenses suck. Oh yeah, well, he's a defensive guy, and they're not. They're just awful. They're awful yeah. up and down the field. So, like I said, no coffee in the swag chalice. All right, tomorrow's show, uh, we'll recap what Leach says at his weekly press conference. We'll do our picks, and we'll have some other stuff to talk about as well. It's Bowling Green Week here, uh, so not as much content probably this week, but we will ramp that back up for A&M in Arkansas uh, with you guys. So uh, I want to thank you guys. I mentioned on the postgame show, Robbie, I, I don't know if you, you heard, but last week record numbers for, for this podcast in terms of, of listens. We had so much good content, uh, and Robbie is a big part of that. And he brings so much great analysis to the show every time he's on, uh, and I, I really appreciate that. This is going to be a record month for us here on Thunder and Lightning. Uh, I'll just go ahead and tell you that we have almost as many listens today as we had in the month of August. Wow! It's the 18th, so you see where I'm getting at. We've still got two huge or another huge game to go uh, before the end of this month. So, thank you guys for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Uh, thank our sponsors for being with us, and thanks again to Robbie for all he does for this show. Really, really appreciate it. Guys, have a great Monday. We'll be back with you on Tuesday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk, Mississippi.